This is Friday, December 3rd, and we're in our Advent study entitled, You Promised. Have you ever seen a babushka doll? They're called nesting dolls or Russian dolls. They're made of wood and painted with a mother on the front. And they're unique in that they are a set of wooden dolls of decreasing size placed one inside another. It's fun to open them up one at a time and to try and guess how many dolls are inside. Now, as we're reading about the Annunciation, that's what we call the angel Gabriel's announcement to Mary that she has been chosen by God to be the mother of the Messiah, we here come to see that we're opening a promise that is inside a promise. Yes, as proof given to Mary that what Gabriel has said will come to pass, Mary is told that her cousin Elizabeth is with child. Here's what Mary is told. Even, your, even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. That's Luke 1.36. Now when we read this, we might think that the Lord gave Elizabeth and Zechariah, her husband, a child simply to place this promise inside the promise to Mary. But Luke begins his gospel with the story of Elizabeth and Zechariah to show us what the Lord is doing among his people when the Messiah comes. Here's the setting. Zechariah and Elizabeth are faithful Jews. They've been serving the Lord for a lifetime, but they have no future because they have no children. Their situation reveals the situation of all Israel. They are doing their best to be faithful to the Lord, but they cannot see the future. They have been under Roman occupation for decades, and the outlook is dim. How will they survive as a people? What does the Lord have planned for them? You see, their lives reveal the condition of Israel at the time. We see Zechariah. He's a faithful priest serving at the temple. But by this time, the priesthood had grown so large that the tasks to be completed at the temple are so few that rarely would a priest be asked to serve. Priests would be chosen by lot to fulfill those few duties required at the temple each day. And this meant Zechariah likely served for years without being called the temple duty. But the miraculous happens. Zechariah wins the temple service lottery. And while he is there in the presence of the Lord, restoring the incense at the altar of incense that symbolizes the prayers of the people going up before God, the Lord's angel visits Zechariah and he tells him that he and his wife are going to have a son. Now, given their age, Zechariah knows that this is not going to happen. Why? Here is the hopelessness, not only of a couple that have come to terms with their dim future, it reveals the hopelessness of all Israel. They don't believe the Lord will provide them a future. Indeed, Zechariah asks the same question that Mary asks. How is this going to happen? Oh, now, Mary's question is one of curiosity, but Zechariah's is one of doubt. All seems hopeless, and they're to have a baby? <laughs> no way. So the angel gives Zechariah a sign. 
He will not be able to speak until the baby is born, and he gives his son the name John. Now, as we consider the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth, we need to read it as a story of hope, not only for them, but the promise of hope to all Israel. God has a future for his people. The Lord will make a way for them. Of course, we know that John's purpose is to prepare Israel to receive their Messiah when he comes. Indeed, this becomes the nature of John's ministry. He is the best man, attending the groom until the groom Jesus takes his bride. Now, here's the beautiful thing about the Russian dolls that come nested inside each other. Do you know that when you have reached the final doll, you can know because the last one inside is a little baby. Inside all those mothers is one precious child. And this is the meaning of the promise to Mary. The Lord did it all to prepare for this one little child named Jesus. And here's the thing for us to get. We are to see the hope of the coming of Jesus. God hasn't given up on the world that he created. God hasn't turned his face away. Instead, he himself has come that we might have life, life to the full. The other text we have for this week comes from the prophet Ezekiel. During a time when the people felt hopeless, the time when they were far from their home, living in Babylon, the Lord told his people that he himself would come for them. He said, For this is what the sovereign Lord says, I myself will search for my sheep and will look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. That's Ezekiel 34, 11 to 12. It is this thread that runs through scripture from the promises given to David, the king himself, who had been a shepherd, as he discovered, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want to Jesus explaining that he is the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. Yes, these are the layers of promises that run through scripture to give us confidence in the Lord and in his plan to us even to this day. Okay, so can you guess how many nesting dolls are inside the one you see on the outside? How many layers of promises God has made to show us that we have a living hope in Christ? I've never been able to figure it out. When we discover one, we soon find another, and then we find another. And this is the good news. God has loved us with an everlasting love and has drawn us with his loving kindness. Let's pray. O Lord, you are our shepherd. You care for us and tend us. You call us your flock, your people. Give us eyes to trust your plan, even when darkness comes or times of difficulties threaten to stir up our doubts. Enable us to cling to you by grace. Amen.